in the cabbage. Right, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Sway. To my right or your left, Andrew. What up, y'all? What is up, buddy? We're just going to jump right into it. Before we hit record, legitimately, like, standing across from each other. We can never, we always seem to never start the podcast soon enough, and we're just, we, I don't know, it's like. It's like a ticking time bomb. It really, (laughs) that's exactly it. When we get in the car, we're like, hey, I want to talk to you, but, like, I can't. Get this going. It's an awkward silence We've for the got, most part. It's it's you got to really uh, put the leash on. And how's the family? Right. Um, Good. Yeah. How's the job? Good. Good. Right. <laughs> Want to tell you about I'm, golf? Right. But can't. But anyway, so right before I hit, you know, play on this, I brought something to Andrew. Um, one of our goals for next year, which we've missed out on a couple times, is the Barstool Classic. It's a yeah. tournament Barstool ho- host. They go from town to town. You can qualify top three. Get to go play. Um, in a very exclusive golf course. For sure. We've talked about it a few times as well because we also brought it up when we played that round with Cameron and... Um, oh, that's right. Uh, I forgot. Logan. Logan, nice. I, I remembered it was like... I thought it was like Jordan for oh, a second. Oh, no. Yeah, Logan. <laughs> Logan. Nice. Um, but yeah, so we were talking and I th- said we stood... You know, realistically, we stood no chance in scraping top three with our games. No chance where we're at right now. Where we were at at that time. Uh, True. Because like, it would have been like last year. Right. Um, I would have been shooting maybe mid-80s if I got lucky. True. And you were spiking between like... Who knows, dude? I could low have, I 80s could go for, to like 75s. Yeah, but I also could have... I mean, I at the Ryder Cup, I put up 94, 95. Right. Like, it, it was a big... Big swing in the golf game. It was tough. Right. So I was saying if my game stays, you know, consistent where it currently is at, mm-hmm. or maybe, I, you know, you're going to get like a low 80 number for me or a high 70. That's huge. And I even think in, you know, one or two years time, it could be fun to see where our games are going to develop because I think we make a really, really dynamic duo. We went from not fitting at all as a team so starting to find some patterns here for our team. I think work. so. And then, you know, let's let's say later down the line here in a couple of years, like you're just not posting nothing but 78 to 80 right. all day, all day. And you're just like, maybe you go and the putter gets a little hot. You can rip off like a 76, be great. 75. That's <laughs> unbelievable. I don't know. Maybe in a couple of years time, I, I, I figure out how to put a ball in the damn fairway and hit a couple more greens. I feel like you're shooting low 70s, breaking 72s. Maybe, maybe. That I feel would, like your game's not that far off from doing that. And, I mean, I, I think, I don't think you're wrong either. I would love to think that it's closer than it is far. That's what I would, right. like, that's what I would like to think as well. Yeah, I feel like you're just figuring out, like, you know, the swing you went and worked on it, like you said, at the Ruse house. It's starting to look like powerful again but in your new swing dynamic like you're starting to get that sure. power back. i sent you a clip not too long ago as well it looked really nice 
And I was, I was very, I was, I did the same thing, kind of look at it like, oh, this is definitely way better than I, you know, had that picture in my head. I have some old videos of us playing at um, our first. Dude, I, I look at those all the Palm time. Springs videos. It's atrocious, right? It's really bad. Yeah. Both of our swings are just really, really bad. And it's like, no wonder why we were posting mid nineties all the time. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, it's course management that all helps. But you know, when, it, when you start uh, the I, I think when you start trying to shoot lower, lower scores and now you're like trying to break 80, the course management thing, it's already in play. Right. You start to learn that because you start scoring better. Like, okay, why am I not breaking 87? Like my swing's not going to get sure that much better. It's like, okay, where can I improve in other parts of the and game? And it's a lot of it's mechanical is like making good moves to the golf ball and then just hitting it out of the center and not having any like crazy fats or thins frequently. Right. And no big numbers. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's you know, tough. that's, that's always going to be something I'm going to struggle to avoid here. But oh, yeah. I think the potential with our, with us being in a two man scramble later down the line or best ball, it's going to be really fun. To yeah, see to maybe see. what it comes like turns into. I really do think if you get us on the right course, something very long, because I feel like that's where you're going to thrive. Something long, we can't lose a lot of golf balls. Sure. I think we're going to do pretty well mm -hmm. because I can put it to, you know, my drives now are pretty consistent, like 265, 270. And, the, you know, like when you really get a hold of one, you can get 280, 290 out of it too. Yeah. And maybe I, you know, can do that for us and... um you know, I feel like it's going to be less strain on the other partner. Of course. Well, it's going to be way easier when we're shooting. We're, right. we're saying we're both breaking 80. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, let's, we got to pump the brakes. I got to break it a couple more times. Right. Before. <laughs> but you broke it with ease at 78, dude. That's pretty solid. A, I don't know the slope rating in that course, but it's. I, I would be surprised if it's a tougher course. Uh, yeah, it would be interesting what, um, you know what the slope rating is? No, I have no idea. Like, do you know how they kind of do it? I was asking my uncle when I was playing over the weekend. Um, is it have no. the, I know it's like, obviously, the higher number is way more difficult. Yeah. But like how they calculate that. I don't know. I would have to figure that out. So the better one that I look at is actually the number just to the left or the right of the slope. It usually has whatever slope of 128. And then it's another number of 71.5, something like, for example. And that is a scratch golfer. We'll go there and shoot 71.5. That's that's gotcha. that's a much easier way of doing it. So like if a scratch golfer is going to go play a course rating of 78, well, they're now a six over or like they're now like a six handicap essentially. Which you know you're in a tough, a tough day when a scratch is going plus six. Right, exactly. Right. And then vice versa. You know, if it's a par... 72 but it's a 68 rating well now the scratch is technically supposed to shoot four under right so you're like, oh maybe a little easier exactly i think my course is like a 68 that would be that would be fair and also off the tees that you're playing on potentially as well right. like i don't, I don't play blues well anyways we're not going to take away from the 80s oh, yeah. you, st you still the 78 you still broke 80 dude yeah um, so back on the your weekend I, I just think yeah overall view i think our games where we're at Going into like some of these events, I feel like we have coming up next year. We get more rounds of golf in. We get um, you know three. I mean, maybe like five or six more months of this. Yeah, I'm excited where our games are at, which is great because it was abysmal. It was really bad five six months ago, dude. I was I lost. Mean, not even close to us, really. 
like figuring it out. I yeah. was shooting like high 80s, low 90s again. You also shot like 96 at like Ukaipa, like the course you broke 80 at. Right. And I was like, whoa, dude, that's a tough number yeah. to take on that course, bro. Yeah, it, it is, especially when, you know, you're definitely a better golfer than that. Sure. But you said you uh, were hanging out with your uncle. He's a, he's a scratch golfer. Really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, well, so he played over at UCI back in the day. Ooh. So, yeah, the man can play. And uh, very, very into golf. Like, still, he's he's 62, and he's still, like, working on his swing. He's doing out new feels. Like, he, oh, wow, he's in he is, like, reading. He, like, he reads books. Like, he's, oh, he loves it. Oh, he's all about it. And so I'm on cloud nine when I'm talking to him about my swing, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's funny because, you know, I've golfed with him probably on average every other year, you know, for the past, you know, 10-ish years yeah. or so. So every single time that I like go and play with him, I'm, I feel like I'm a good like three or four strokes better, like pretty consistently. So like when I was like way younger, right, I was probably, I don't know, when we were playing like back in college and like in high oh, school, I mean, you know like what I mean? A, yeah, like at 18. I would, me... I think I I'd know. be I think I'd be higher than that. Really? Because I would take mulligans. I would improve my life. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, like I would take breakfast balls. You know, like not you playing too true. Right. I'm shooting ninety two, so I'd probably be like a twenty five handicap. Gotcha. That would that would be my assumption or guess, whatever. But, anyways, it's pretty fun. Like seeing some of the progression and and it's exciting whenever I'm going in there and talking to him and I was telling him, you know, take out three wood, doing this kind of feel. He's like, I'm looking at your, you know, head on view and like, I can tell you're like loading a lot of your weight on the left side and really compressing the golf ball. Is that kind of a feel that you're trying to go at? I'm like, that's exactly it. And he's like, what are you trying to work on? Like, what's your, when you're hitting bombs and this, he's just getting very technical. And so it's, it's fun. It's fun because he's, he's very interesting. Um, Any good tips he gave you? You know what? He, not, not really. Not a whole ton. That's not good. a whole ton. Because sometimes you come away with nuggets from him. And yeah, for sure. A lot of good nuggets. Like the whole, like I, I told him, um, you know, every, every single time I play with him, I seem to take a little nugget away. Like you said, like my, he fixed my putting grip last time mm-hmm. because my right hand was so far over the top. He's like, dude, you're kind of fighting your putting grip. Keep that right arm forearm in line with your left forearm. And then sure enough, I started like the ball just started kind of, coming off really really solid you kind of already do that you got like the bent arm got both you. both arms are like in line mine would be more of like this kind of situation got you like where the right arms yeah fighting it. is above it so um yeah it's fun and he's like well i like what you're thinking about I like what you're doing and the game is kind of showing it too so i was like oh kind of nice it's just more of a confirmation which, shoot? which was cool um i shot 83 love it i played over at Talega. For those of you who don't know, it's a course down in San Clemente. Tough course for you, dude. It's a very, very tough course. A lot of blind tee shots, a lot, a lot of, of elevation, a lot of OB, a lot of elevation changes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, just it's just tough. But last time that we played it was about four or five years ago. Probably. Yeah. Like I think it was all me, for sure. And I it was, played it before then. When I played it with uh, Mr. Vavrock as well. Oh yeah. I think that was about four years ago now. Yeah, for sure. That would we be lost my guess. To Russ. And um, that's what it was, dude. Yep. Yeah, we, we took an L that day, huh? Yeah, we took an L. He never reminds me. He's always no. nice about it. He always wants strokes now. It's like, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, of course. Right. Well, you're also playing like so much more than he is, too. Yeah, but I barely, I tied him. 
Barely. Also, yeah, that's true. He's got a swing that's got it's two forty written right all over it and right down the middle. Right down never the middle. Never wavering. No. Um but yeah, it's a really really cool course. But the last time that we played there, I believe it was like in November or something like that. And it was it was all soupy. It kind of sits in a canyon kind of by the beach. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of like water and, you know, rainfall and drainage, it doesn't drain very well. It seems to be like kind of an older course as well. Right. If I'm not mistaken, but it just kind of plays to that. So anyways, they got a little bit of a facelift, newer like clubhouse. The course was in great condition because it's in the summer. It was like 85 degrees there. Gorgeous, like 10 mile an hour winds, 15 mile Ooh, an hour winds. It sounds was, like a nice it was, day. It was really nice. Um but uh, no range, actually. I, I like totally forgot about that. They have a range. You have to drive to you it. You have to drive there, though. Right. I, like, we didn't get there like early enough to like go hit golf balls. Oh, yeah. So like, you got to like, play a little extra early because the cart takes a hot bag. Exactly. Well, they actually said, like, no, you have to drive there. You can't. I was like, you can't take the cart we over? We took the cart last time. I know, but she said no this time when I checked in. I was like, oh. Interesting. I don't. Interesting. Yeah, that's strange. But maybe something happened to the who knows track or someone drove off of it and got hurt. Yada yada yada. Sure. Or maybe because um, it is kind of like that tunnel. Mm-hmm. I wonder maybe if because of all the rain we got, maybe we had like a mudslide, like filled it up or something. Gotcha. I don't know. Gotcha. But I thought that was strange because I even asked, "Can we just drive the cart there?" No. You know, like you got to take your personal I feel vehicle. Like I bet you could, and she just had no idea what she was talking about. Probably. Or she just didn't care to explain what was going on, which is fine. Which yeah. is fine. We, right. we don't need to hit golf balls. We're okay. Point is, though, if we had more time, we would have we would have done it. I just kind of slipped my mind. Totally. But um, gorgeous course, gorgeous day. Shot well. Um, you know, a little rocky to start, but, um, you know, kind of bouncing back. Just a bunch of bogeys on the front. Shot like a 41, I think, or something like that. Or Yeah, like the a- front nine seems to me... Um, I don't know, the whole course is a little difficult, but the front nine seems a little tougher. Um, I don't know, especially depending on what tees you play, it can get pretty long. So, yeah, we played the Blues. So, I think that was like a 65 or 68, 6,800-yard round. seems right. It's it's pretty difficult, uh, especially when the wind's blowing a little bit, too, because then you're hitting like a lot of... The front has three par threes, and they're very difficult because all of them you're hitting into wind and over water. And so it's really difficult. Mm. You're hitting like 180, you know, like 200, 200 yards of the pit. And you're like, whoa, this is like, right. this is four or five iron, like over water. That's like tough. into wind. This is tough right now. Um, but anyways, I thought it was, I thought it was great um, because of how challenging it was. And I was actually striking it pretty well too. Uh, I'm just pulling up the scorecard right now. So yeah, I shot a 41 on the front. So mm-hmm. six over. Not bad. And then I came out, ripped the drive on number 10. It was great. Nice. You know, hit like a wedge, just a little bit too far, two, two putt. And I started catching a little fire. I'm like, okay, I think the game Downhill, game's, get a bull par five. The, is the next and then, one. yeah, dude, the coolest par five, mm-hmm. right? This is the highlight hole here for sure. No yeah. doubter. As I get up there, I ripped the drive on 10, go to the next tee, rip a drive, and the wind's at the back. Mm-hmm. And then well, let's see how far this hole is. 520. 520 yard and par five here. So I ripped a drive and then I had eight iron in. Damn. Yeah, dude. I crushed this drive, dude. How far did the So iron? what is so the eight iron is now playing 190. Wow. Eight iron 190? Yeah. Eight iron from 190. That's hard distance. 194. You might have to go blades. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what though? It to be fair, wind is a little bit on my back, 
and it's going downhill. Still. That's 20 yards farther than an 8-iron should go. My 8-iron's my 180 club. It was like a 196 to the pin, but I wasn't even trying to look at the pin because it was way far tucked left. They put some sucker pins on Dude, there. it's brutal. Those green keepers wake up pissed. Yes, man. yes, yes, yes. They really did. And it was tough because uh, of how breezy everything was. And then, okay, I'm, I'm, let me finish this off, but we can touch on how, like, the, how difficult some of the greens and pin placements were because there was one in particular. But bomb a drive down there. Yeah. Eight iron in from 194, 196, a little downwind, mm -hmm. but it's tucked way to the left over the bunker. And my dad, I'm riding with my dad at the time, and he's kind of like helping me get this number. I'm like, what do you think? He's now invested because I like it. I've got an eight iron in my hand and I can put something special together. Right. And maybe put it to 20 feet and roll in an eagle putt here. That'd be pretty nice. But the pin's way in the left. And he's like, dude, just play like middle of the green. And if you hit a draw, then hit a draw. And then you might just end up like right next to it. Right. And sure enough, dude, I hit this thing fucking perfect. Flushed it right to the center of the green, peeling a draw back to the pin. And I've got like 10 feet left for Eagle. No. Yeah, I stuff it in there real tight. Oh, boy. Okay. We're getting excited now. 10 feet, Eagle look. Yeah. And Get swinging a little bit because now Pops is a little impressed. He's, yeah, Pops yeah. is fired up. He's like, oh, that was a great shot. Like, is, oh, is that as much hype you got from him? He, yeah, he's like, oh, he's like, that was it. Oh, yeah. that's great. <laughs> it's like, yep, that, that was well done right there. Oh, that's great. Um, and yeah, hop in the hop in the car. My uncle actually hit a great drive and hit like three wood to like the front of the green, and so he's he's balling out too. And so he like ends up chipping one, and is actually he chips it right next to my golf ball, but he is an inch in front of it. So he's technically, um, or sorry, I take that oh, back. Yeah. I flip it. He chips it like an inch past my golf ball, so I'm inside of of his. And so technically he's away. Mm -hmm. So he gets up there and he's like, all right, Andrew, like see the drainage systems over here to the right. You know, I think the grain's moving that way. The cane's moving that way. You know, it doesn't look like it's breaking that much, but it's going to break way more than you think it's going to. Because wow. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't see any fucking break, dude. It's I don't, right I, at it's thing. almost right at it. I'm, I'm starting to overthink it right? because the way the hole is set up is that the bunker that I just hit over is raised up. Right. So it looks like it's actually straight because that's kind of level, but the only, the drainage happens way, way further to the right. Interesting. So he sees a drainage and he's like, yeah. And he factors that in. So he's like, I go downhill. It's not going to go uphill. It's the runoff too, like of the water apparently. And so, and he, he's picking a line that's like three or four inches higher than I'm looking at. I'm like, okay, sure enough. He, bangs it right into the back of the cup. I'm like, oh my God. Like, and I put my golf ball, it's like, you know, it's like a thumbtack size you different. Like, this, dude. And I get up there and I'm like, I, I have to just put it right on the same line as his. I mean, he hit a, he hit a putt, like it was a little firmer. So I chose a slightly higher line mm -hmm. and hit a little bit softer and went up there and dripped it right in the front, like just perfectly weighted. Beautiful little eagle oh, and cashed out. Big bird. And so, yeah, big bird. And so on the last hole, I missed like a 10-footer for birdie. Oh. Like I got like an, I got executed the eagle look, like drained a like 10, 12-footer for, for eags. That was nice. I'm like, oh, I'm starting to kind of heat up right, right now. This starting is the, to put game, the game is feeling really nice. But then I went par, 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 par Tough. after that. 
No, it's not par. I mean, that's great. Okay. <laughs> but like, I thought you were saying. Oh, like got to rattle. Yeah, right. rattle a few more off. I'm like, right. well, I think the difficulty of some of the holes really like showed because there's that 600 yard par or a 600 yard par five. It's like that weird hole where like there's, it's like a cutoff. Yeah. Right in the middle of like the fairway. Yeah. I totally forgot about it. Blind tee shot. Blind tee shot. And you, there's like literally like a, just basically a cart path to drive through like to the other side of the fairway. Um, but I hit it. I hit the 10 yard fairway actually. And I forgot that they're like that thing like came in. Right. It was a miracle. I kept my ball in play, but I'm playing really well. Missed like another birdie putt from like seven feet on that hole. I missed like a birdie putt on the next from like 10 or 12 feet. Tough. You know, it's, it is a tough, tough situation, but I'm like, dude, I'm, I am heating up right now. This right. is just, I'm just piping drives, ironing or wedging it onto the green to 15 feet. And I'm just like barely missing putts. And you're just having a good time now. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just vibing. This is great. Wind's picking up too. So it wasn't playing any, like, uh, wasn't playing very easy either. But then I step up to the number 16 and proceed to triple. And then, tough. and then I end up going to 18 and quadrupling. Oh, there goes your round. Yeah. That was tough. Quadru like into the water twice or something? I just out of bounds. Out of, out of bounds. bounds, off the tee, had a re-tee. I mean, just could not have been a wider fairway. And like I got lazy or something and the old swing just kind of kicked in. I just hit this massive block out of bounds on just nailed a house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thank dude. goodness it did not sound expensive. Did That's not crack a window. When you uh, nail a house and you know it's going to the house and you kind of just look at your group and you're like, you're like oh, God. please, please something. <laughs> something, nice. something like just, just a thud. Black. Yeah, just a thud. Right. Nobody screaming. Right. <laughs> no glass breaking. Right, exactly. So <laughs> Um, and then I get up there, whatever. And then I, you know, hit a great second shot off the tee, but then I got a flyer lie. I take far less club. Right. I play 15 yards of help actually on this. And I hit it 30 yards of help into the water off the back. Wow. Yeah. Hit a great, uh, chip shot, but then missed that from six feet. Tough. So that, yeah, I mean, just a little unfortunate how that one got in the water on that second shot. But overall, dude, um, I would say a very, very successful round. If I just kept anything on the planet on 16 and 18, you know, that would have been a great round of golf. I, that would have been a break 80. Totally. Um, you know, maybe if I was feeling a little bit better, I was like super hungover because we were just like drinking and shit on, on Saturday. Um yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I Dream feel like I was hitting. The, yeah, I feel like I was hitting the golf ball well, but dude, oh, some of these pins were ridiculous. And like, yeah, the course just doesn't play easy. It's um fun it, though. It's it a good is, course. We is. talked about, I think, a little bit before, but yeah, it's a good course. And you also went to, which I'm a little jealous of here, the Chargers training camp. You gotta let me know how that was. Yeah, dude, so sick. I don't know why I haven't been before. Literally, I'm a Chargers fan. I was very upset with myself last year because they practice and train in Costa Mesa. Yeah, it's right there. It's at Orange Coast College. It's at like Arthur, like Arthur something, not not Arthur Ashe because that's, sure? that's, that's the US Open over there in New York. Come That'd on now. Um, something like that. But it's so close. It was like an eight minute drive. I'm like, dude, well, this is ridiculous. Tickets were free as well. Right. And we just paid 10 bucks for parking. Great. Of course, Katie had to get a hat. So, you know, but that's the only other cost. Right. We just went there like... <laughs> How'd you get that? Yeah. 10 bucks for parking, free tickets. Is it was sick. There? They had like a, no, no booze. I was ready to have a couple cocktails actually. I get it though. 
apparently because we asked him, I did. I went up there. I was like, you guys have any like bars or beverages or anything going on out right now? He's like, no. You know, we've, we tried to have done that in the past and it gets a little bit too rowdy. I can see that. And it's like, they're still trying to like practice. practice. They're still trying to train. Yeah. It's, right. They, they, you they you want, can't have like drunk guys yelling at them while they're practicing. Right. Exactly. Or like heckling because it's right. like technically kind of open. Mm-hmm. Like to the public, right? You could just like purchase a ticket and like you can just, you know, go in there. Walk but, in. Yeah. But um, the full setup was great. They have a bunch of like vendors that were going over there. Everything was very, very fairly priced. Like a hat was like 30 bucks, like sweatshirt, like 40, 50 bucks. Really cool. Like they had like the full, they had a drum line and like the band playing when you're walking in you know, like marketing stuff going on all over the place. They give you a poster. They give you a lanyard. I'm like, dude, this is incredible. It's really cool. So it's just like, I feel like you're really lucking out and you're scoring big on this event because I feel like you should at least be paying at least 20 bucks. Right. 20 bucks seems reasonable. Right. Like I would have no problem spending 20 bucks to go see a practice. And then now I'm getting all of this stuff for, for free, technically like lanyards and right. posters and whatever, you know, the bands there. Um, so yeah, it was just a really cool event and the boys are looking good right now. I will, have, I will have to say How does Eckler look Eckler looks fantastic mm. and it's really cool too. Cause I feel like I'm doing like some preseason scouting right now for, 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 for fantasy. Yeah. I want to touch on that. I almost wanted to. So for the oh. little, for a little insider here, Tommy drafted in our, in our, um, dynasty fantasy football league, which is all time by the way. And I cannot wait for to get that thing going again. Yeah. It'd be fun to talk about. And you got Quentin Johnston, mm-hmm. uh, in the first round, I think six overall pick. That sounds right. Uh, big dog out of TCO. We've been following him for the past year or so because Chris is a, such a big TCU, TCU fan. fan went there and, um, dude, my God, did the Chargers do something right? Because yeah, the that dude, great. The dude is a specimen. Specimen. When you, we talked last week, when you were saying how Damn. skateboarding or tennis players, right? Like, you know, like right. how the heck do they even like move? Like, I don't even, it's, I want to go see that in person. Well, this guy was like, oh my God. Like he went in motion and he was like a different kind. He was like a sprinter. You know what I mean? Like super athletic, almost look like a gazelle, like a stallion out there. The man is really athletic. It can straight out fly. That's insane, man. No pads on. And it it was one of those guys you knew exactly where he was at all How times. How pissed was Chris? Oh, he, well, he wasn't pissed, pissed, but he was hyped because he's, he's a charger. He was like, this right. is, this is fantastic. Right. But I meant like, you know. Your boy well, he, and he's also like he's over there. He's like, and Tommy's also rock hard right now too, as he should be. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I'm just. I really think I scored because you know he's gonna stay around. Justin Herbert just got a contract. Oh, they're gonna be buddy buddy for the next four years, yeah, and that's gonna be great things to come. If Eckler can keep him, stay healthy, I feel like the Chargers really have something. So also, um, J.C. Jackson is healthy too. Is the cornerback that we acquired from the Patriots last year? Okay, um, tore his patellar tendon. So it was like knee just exploded, bro. Like I, you're done. That that would yeah. be like your Achilles. That's this thing right right in front, right there. That's that, real that tendon. tough. Yeah, I feel like that's worse than ACL. ACL is no big deal anymore. Right. I mean, you can still bounce back, but like the patellar tendon, that's just like directly connected to your... Yeah, it's like on It's on your, everything. Yeah, dude, it's your quad, right. essentially. And it's crazy. Do they, and they only have to like attach it 
again, they can't like rebuild it. You have to like, I don't know you how they, they do it. Down with ah, I don't want the EBGBs right now, but yeah, you have to like pull it down. I think you drill it into the bone. Like, I don't know what they do, dude, but it's, it's, it's just barbaric, right? It really is. What, are you gonna walk around without using a, your quad for like no. your entire life? You gotta no, get it. You, you, you gotta do what you gotta, gotta do. Get it done. Yeah. So yeah. he looks. He had that surgery eight months ago, and he looks great on the field training. Isn't that insane? I yeah, it's insane to me, but also like not. I don't know. I know because the surgeries have gotten so good, and these guys are in such good shape, and the rehab, right. and like, like just not just not even the surgeries alone have gotten so good. The body and awareness in general is on an all time high right now. Sure. Like the physical therapist, he's probably doing some real experimental weights with water and lifting and running and you know, he's steroids probably doing like and red light like, saunas or you know, whatever, like whatever he can throw at. He's got a diet that helps inflammation right now, right? It's like, yeah, you bounce back from pretty, <laughs> pretty traumatic things pretty fast when you're just giving it all A plus, you know, yeah, and treatment. it's your job for a year, yeah. It's like, Next year, I have to play football. My right. job this year is this knee. Yeah, and you know those dudes are, like, doing crazy, like, physical therapy workouts. Yeah, they care about their job. For sure. And I think that a lot of them actually just, if you're going to do it, you might as well, uh, they want to do it to its entirety. I feel like you don't get to that level. It's, like, for as, your health, too. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not just, like, for your football career. Like For sure. I don't know. The older you get and you have an injury, you're like, yeah, like, that. I need to figure that out. Sure. Take but, care of that. That's but, awesome. Uh, I'm really excited for the Bolts this year. Love it, dude. Herbie's yeah, looking great. Herb, and also seeing a quarterback like that, that caliber as well. It's like, again, seeing those guys like run, maybe like a couple like how big some of these dudes are. Mm -hmm. And then I, I can't I throw a football to save my life. Like I can, like, don't get me wrong, I can throw a football, but I can't like throw it 50 or 60 miles an hour like some of these guys are doing. No. Tight spiral, like on the money, 35-yard throws. Like... Herbie's like taking three-step dropbacks and he's like rocking like, you know, the corner route to the side, like back shoulders, like it just rep, rep, rep. And they're on the money every single time, like perfect trajectory and pace. And it's just it's like, just oh be, my God, it's ridiculous. Football's, um, you know, just such a um, team cool environment. I do miss like the locker room after football. Yeah, dude. That was got, like when you're doing like a training camp like that and you know you're prepping for a game and you guys are starting to like catch some strides and... There's momentum in the locker room. It's a really great feeling. I don't know if there's any better feeling in sports, maybe from like other than like winning a championship, but like just your regular win. I think football is your greatest for sure. accomplishment. Oh, just for any, football, just for any sort of win. If yeah. you were like we played JV together. Oh my god, it was all time. We had a pretty good team. Great team. I think we won our league, didn't we? Yeah. We won our division or whatever. God, look at it. The Hawks sucked at everything else, but football. Uh, you know what? I take that back. They I don't, I don't, th I don't think. Yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. I, they, they sure. Was it D3 or D4? It was like D4. I Who think. cares? It's still a title, baby. Right. Um, I don't think we did. I think we lost to university in like a, or like El Toro in our league for like the championship for league and on JV, but we were good. We had like a, I, 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 yeah. I think it was, we were at the top or we just, we were balling. Mm -hmm. um, the only play I remember from that era was you catching a game winning touchdown. Yeah. That was really cool. Out of the tight end, that drag route across the end zone. They just threw me up a jump ball. Yeah. That was the only, the only thing I remember is to come back at the touchdown win. For, but take it. I mean, it's, it's the whole gear up. Everyone's getting hyped. There's like no pads that these guys are wearing either. 
but you can feel the energy building. Yeah, like these guys are starting to feel like something's happening. Dude, they had like a full speaker system out there, so they're just like bumping rap music, and I'm like, okay, this is this is a vibe right now. Yeah, they're just getting reps in. Oh it's, yeah, it, practice looks so different in that level than it does for you know high schoolers. It and is stuff a like that. well-oiled machine. They know ex- every single positional coach is like on the timers, and they like know how many reps of each. Right. drill on each side and like each route and it's just like it's so dialed in and you got the quarterbacks and then you got the running backs you got linemen d-line you know wide receivers cornerbacks and dbs like it's just like everyone's got their own coach their own thing and they're just rocking and rolling film room it's just great like if you really into football bust with the boys podcast one of my favorites just do, oh yeah they do a great job of like talking football um they have like some coaches on. That's always fun. Just mm-hmm. go like really nerdy football talk and you, you kind of get a bit more glimpse at that. Um, that's exciting though uh, for our bolts. Yeah, it's good stuff, dude. So um, yeah, I, I feel like it's got to be this year. And if it's not, it's going to be, we might need to start rebuilding because Keenan Allen's starting to get up there. Mike Will's starting to get up there. But I mean, Quentin Johnson, my God, dude. Uh, he's he's special and uh, we got mike williams on the second on the wide receiver chart and I, I would go in there and i would say what are you guys looking at mike will needs to be the three like you, you can't have quentin johnson as as a three receiver he needs to be out wide he's so fast and athletic yeah his route running is, isn't the cleanest at the moment but the dude is a pure athlete and can go up and get the football yeah, you also don't want your prospect banging in the middle doing a lot no. of slot stuff right now. No, no, you're good. Mike Will is great at that. Just have him find pockets. You know, he just be big, catch the football, like cross the middle of the field, right. which is perfect for him. We need, yeah, rebuild is always tough, but, you know, none of my teams are doing that great. Yeah, man, sounds like a nice little good weekend there. Really cool, really good stuff. Yeah, I uh, didn't do much because we are going to Colorado this week. I can't wait for this, actually. This whenever, fun. whenever we, Whenever I tell anyone that we're headed to Vail, they always freak out and like, oh, my God, you're so lucky. And blah, right. blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes it worth it, you know. Um, well, in the cabbage stuff, you know, the older, I don't know, like living out here in California can be tough at times um, compared to like, you know, making the same wage and living in Texas or Florida or Nevada. Maybe life's a little easier, but mm-hmm. um, you kind of have to make a choice, right? Like, do I save money, which is probably the smart thing. And not spend it and not do things I want to do, like not travel or whatever. And then at some point you have kids and then you, those things become harder. Yeah. And, you know, you got to push them off. Or do you decide, you know, got to do what you got to do. Right. And, and I, that was kind of the place we were at. And, you know. We're in the same boat as well. And also, you know, I got we got a good friend, Nick, and we love oh, yeah. the Camardas. So that it's it makes it a little bit more of an easy choice to, to go and support that because that's also going on. Girls... I ain't my my broke ass ain't going to Vail. No, like, <laughs> I'm, it's strictly you know the only reason we're doing it is just you know. And there's and there, I guess what to your point is there's no other reason why we would go to Vail in the next five to ten years. Totally. Um, if it weren't for this wedding, so it's like you know what let's just let's just make it happen. Even He's though pull the trigger. Even though it is going to be the smarter move to then like try to save money and like try to do like a, you know, house and blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, at the same time, I feel like you do that 90, 95% of the time anyways. It's like, let's just have some we, fun. We got to go out and do this. Like, I don't know. Whenever are you going to go back to Vail when we're choosing a vacation? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, anyways, so, so you, uh, had like a nice out. mellow weekend. Yeah. I just, I was craving, uh, homemade tacos. 
Oh, nice, dude. Not like the, you know... Um, not ground beef? Not ground beef. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Asada, yeah, chicken, whatever. Did that real quick. Um, super easy. I got flop meat for super dumb cheap. I was going to say, dude, is regular ground beef tacos even worth it? Yeah, they're really good. They are good. Yeah. But, like, if you're going to do tacos... If I'm... If I, I'm going to keep frozen beef in my freezer and have tacos, if I'm doing tacos... Really fast. That's true. That's very true. And you're a better cook now than you were back then. So like ground beef tacos has like tomato puree in it for me. It's true. Like I, I've done them. Seasoning. I've done them recently. They are okay. good. They are good. But like I feel like it doesn't take that much more effort to do a for carne me, yeah carne asada tacos, and you're like now we're cooking. Yeah. So I I did we just went and got flat meat for like a you know. I don't know, nine bucks for a pound and a half. Yeah, that's wait, where'd you get that? Ralph's was having like a super. Oh my god, it. what a steal. So we got two of those. And I just bought like a little thing of orange juice. Nice. Just marinated it in orange juice. Yeah. Uh Worcestershire, onion powder, garlic powder, garlic, olive oil, salt, pepper, mm-hmm. and then soy sauce. Yeah, you gotta put a little soy in there. And then threw that in there. And then that was it. <laughs> I cut some onion, cut some cilantro. And you were just balling. Do you Bot, do corn? Bot. Do you corn tortillas? I did flour. Flour. Okay. You're, you know you're, you're a big flour guy. Now I am. I used to be strictly corn. Okay. It was always corn for me. Well, also, you had you were very you're very particular about a couple of things. Right. In restaurants, you would always get corn. This is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. At, at restaurants. Because they're how you cannot go to a Mexican restaurant that is you know what? Like if it's Taco Bell, okay, who cares? You right. go get a flour tortilla. It does not matter. Family joint, not that big of a deal either. If you're going to a real Mexican restaurant or you're doing street tacos, it has to be corn. Yes, has to be. Especially if they're making their own corn tortillas. You're oh, not flour. right. There you go. That's right. that's the only like stipulation in this whole thing. Because if you go buy corn fla- corn tortillas off a grocery Dude, store shelf, they are so 10 bad. 10 out of 10 times, they're always trash. They're, like, they're awful. They're, 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 if you ever find... A good corn tortilla like company. Let me know because the only I one is Trader Joe's that I have that I have success with. Really? That's okay. The only one I like. Do they, do they taste good? They do. Okay. You just gotta catch them on the right batch. You know, like the good I freshness. Know. You just like if they go one or two days like too long, like they're just unusable. I heard the good tip to make them crispy though. Okay. For Maddie Matheson. Okay. So just heat up an oven. I know the exact temperature. You can look it up. Let's right. just say four hundred. Right. Probably not that hot. You put a rack underneath with foil on it or not, um, a sheet tray with foil, okay. sorry, and you put a taco oiled up over the over the oven rack. Oh. And you skip two, like one right. spot. So it's right. flat. And then you just. I did see that. Out. I watched that video actually. And I was like, oh, that's genius. That is really smart. Do ta- if you want to crisp up a, you know, taco Sure. Show. That is really smart because you don't want to go and like how to like fry them and shape them and it's just so much work. I just cover them in olive oil and I put them on a sheet tray and I throw them in the oven. Nice. That's a good little tip right there. And I try to stuff things with a bunch of cheese and meat and I just try to flip them and then that's mm-hmm. how I make them crispy. Gotcha. But gotcha, um, gotcha. so did the carne asada fire made some chicken and the chicken was like a little under seasoned bought some like already seasoned chicken. Sorry, right. you can always every you the, got everything the, at your disposal. And the breasts were like terry like pterodactyl breasts. Dude, what is up with the chicken breasts these <laughs> days, bro? <laughs> I feel like these things are just like from a like there's no way that thing well, coming from a chicken. I got a butcher's case. I thought he was grabbing two. It was I swear to god. 
Like it was, it's the size it was, of your. Was, it's like the size of your shoe, bro. Some like, of these things are fucking massive. Like it was the size of my calf muscle. <laughs> I'm like, what bird do they fucking take out for this breast meat? <laughs> it was crazy. I'm like, and you know, when you look at that now, like as a college kid, oh, oh, this is awesome. These like saltwater chicken breasts you would get, and they'd be like twice the size of a normal chicken breast. I fucking hated those things, dude. Uh, yeah, um, but you're like, you know what? Like, but they're two twenty nine a pound. Like, right. <laughs> you're not upset about that at all, right? And now you know real chicken looks like it's like. It's dainty almost. Right. Like these guys are roided out, bro. Right. Like they are just, yeah, I saw this guy. I'm like, are fucking no. tearing through teas and Yo, fucking <laughs> doing the whole Superman shit. Like pushing another chicken into the <laughs> yeah. lockers, dude. This guy is a bully. Yeah, right. Yeah, just a mean chicken. And uh, uh, anyway, so I, I, I kind of butterfly him. I right. butterfly you have him to, twice. You have to. And I just throw a bunch of buffalo seasoning on it, basically. Oh, okay. We had some like zest guy, I think it's called, or zest king. Yeah, I've seen that. Buffalo, to do with like the sunglasses yeah. on. Yeah, I've seen that. Buffalo on it, and just cumin, paprika. I just wanted a bunch of red to right to brighten just, the color up. Yeah, it's a big color thing for Mexican food. Right, and just hit it with olive oil, dude. On I'm screaming barbecue, six hundred barbecue. I love that. You uh, need you need the char. You I need got the char. So hot. I'm talking. I took a grill grate out. Had the whole thing cooking. Full of food. It was great. There's nothing like just um. That sounds fantastic, dude. Under a hundred bucks, and we fed like six people. Unbelievable. Yeah, isn't that like some of the best finds when you can like do like a lot of quantity and it's still very good. It's the same thing like the barbecue. I was um, I was amazed. Right. Amazed. Like everything was like, yeah, 80 bucks or whatever. And it was like feed 15 people. It was like, what the heck? This is right. nuts. It's always nice when you can do that because you're like that hundred bucks wouldn't have gone nowhere. Went to the grocery store. By the way, grocery stores, uh, why do we have them anymore? Just let, let me give you a list and you do the grocery shopping for me. I can't stand grocery stores, dude. <laughs> Like, I get what lost is, in them. What is your be- dude? What is your I, beef? You tell me, like you're going when you hit me with a text and you say, "Dude, I gotta go to the store today." I'm like, "Yeah, just just go to the store." But you make it seem like it's this insurmountable task. It's impossible. Then I'm like, "Dude, what are you doing in there?" Like, I don't have money. So one, like going in there, I'm just like looking at my money, like leave my pocket. Right. Okay. Sure. But you 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 got to feel way better about that because. You think about what eighty or a hundred dollars gets you at a restaurant versus a hundred dollars of what you were able to do this past weekend. When you're like, okay, this ain't that bad. Look at it, look at it that way. I get totally. It saves the grocery store a bit for me, but like in general, I have to go to a grocery store, and I'm like, dude, I'm in there max forty minutes. I know. I just I max. went recently. I was like hour and twenty because I have to go two different places. See, that's ridiculous. I'll get they're in and next out of, door to each other. Yeah, but still, you got to check out twice, and you got to get a cart twice. Yeah. That really adds a lot of time. Trader Joe's, because we just don't do the protein from Trader Joe's. We right. don't do, we do most of the stuff at Trader Joe's. Um, but then we got to get like protein, olive oils. Right. Like, you got to do all file. that. At, you got to do, okay. I was going to say, you got to do all that at Costco. Yeah. Smart and Files, where we go for that. Okay. So we get um, chicken breasts and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I didn't mean to cut off on your rant there because I really want to hear this, but. I feel like you got to just get in there, get out. You have the list, right? I do. See, the list is not where it's at. If I have a list, it takes me twice as long. Yeah, but then I forget things. I just go walk down every single aisle and just like, I'm just scanning. And I just kind of know. 
because I'm doing all, all well, the cooking. I'm not a grocery store savant. I'm I just. I can't <laughs> walk up and down the aisle. Maybe I'm trying to give you a couple nuggets here. Yeah. I try to, <laughs> Your nuggets aren't working. No. I'm going to go down <laughs> the candy aisle and be like, yeah, I don't need anything down here. I got to have okay. a list. Okay, well, I'm not going down the, the candy aisle or the ice cream aisle. I'm going down oh, I'm like... I'm going down those. If you're <laughs> going down every aisle, you best believe I'm going down the candy <laughs> aisle. So I got to have... I got to stick to the outsides. Stick to the outside grocery lanes is where I live. And I forget things. So I'll go on my list. That's the worst. And I'll be like, oh, I forgot limes. That's all the way on the other side of the store. Oh, yeah. That's why it takes me twice as long when I got a goddamn list. And yeah. it pisses me off. You're just, a, you're just a savant, and that's fine. Um, you know, other than that, man, I watched um, before Barstool Golf. I was going to say, before I move on here, I do want to mm-hmm. say, um, because I don't, I don't want to leave the pterodactyl chicken without any love here. Are you getting the Costco organic packaged chicken? Uh-uh. You gotta, do you have a Costco membership? I do not. Okay, well, whenever I go, then I'll get you some of this chicken, and it is fire. It's really good. It's like air chilled and then they like vacuum seal it away so you can get like pounds of it. It's like four sixty nine a pound or something like that. Okay. It's organic, which is really right. nice. And it's like whatever the free range or whatever chicken. It's really solid. Is it, how many breasts are in the package? It's like two or three. Perfect. Yeah. And it gives you like a three or like a six pack of this thing. And you're like, oh, this is really solid. And it's like 30, 40 bucks. And it's like a ton of chicken. How do you defrost your meat? I usually actually only cook poultry at home. And so like when I'm working at home. Right. So I just pull out the whatever. It's like I usually do two packets of chicken. And that's like meal prep day. And then I just leave them in the sink. I like take them out at like 10 o'clock in the morning. That's what we do. We take yeah. them out at like eight and then we come home. It's defrosted. If I were to, okay, that's smart. Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, like they're they're such big packets, and like they're airtight, and they're and they're cold when you come back too. Right. So they, but the right way to do it is put it in the fridge. But I don't have the foresight for that. You know. Also, like I'm sorry, I don't have all day. Right. You're not, dude. It takes two days. Yeah. To do that, it, I just don't have that time. I have I, my meat in the freezer. It's thrown out on a plate. We leave in the morning. We come back. Chicken's defrosted. I'm making dinner. Yeah, and it's fine. We're and alive. Smell, does it smell awful when I open the package? Sometimes. Oh God, <laughs> Sometimes. Oh God. <laughs> Sometimes. See, that's it tough. Smell great. See, when you're working from home, then you can. You don't have to leave it for those extra two to three hours. Uh, even if I'm working from home, I'm still doing it. 8 a.m.? You got to do like a 10 o'clock maybe. Okay. Maybe save yourself those couple hours. I mean, I'm not sick yet from it, so we're good. True, but then I also like it's nice to then cut it when it's semi-frozen though as well. As I butterfly it Mm semi-frozen, way cleaner cuts, and then I throw it in a marinade, and then it can hang out for two hours and still come up to to temp. You marinate your chicken before cooking it the day of? Oh, yeah. Wow, man. You're really, you're really about your business. Oh, dude, when I'm working from home, yeah, I'll, I'll throw it in the marinade at 3.30 or 4 o'clock, probably. That's really I'll do all business. like the... <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I just throw on a sheet tray. Our weeknight what are you putting on trays. there? Potatoes, broccoli, onions. All sheet tray? All you got to marinate the chicken, dog. Salt and pepper, some other seasonings on a tray. I make a, the, big, the big thing I do now is I make a Greek 
yogurt sauce. Okay, there you go. Thank God you With had some, some sort of sauce. I'm like, outside. dude, that, yeah, that's great. Then that's great. That's all I that, know. That's perfect. That's all you some need. Lemon. That's all you need. Chicken, yeah. lemon, yogurt, I think, is one of the most goaded combos. What's your marinade? I'll, I'll change it up. Like today I did a soy sauce, fish sauce, ginger. Fish sauce. Yeah. You just have fish sauce laying around at your house? Yeah. It's crazy. And then I did like a mirin. So I did like an Asian, like Thai-ish, like Thai style with like a little sweetness. And then I did miso vegetables. I were pretty bomb over <laughs> here. Just you go for it. Dude. I really I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I just don't. I, if I'm cooking and I'm feeling like it, great. If I'm not, like I just don't want to do it. I was feeling it today. I don't know. It's just it so was. As you wake up, you're like, I feel like cooking. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I feel like being on the barbecue all weekend. So just did that. Right, and you're after that. You're like, I'm tapped out. I'm good. I yeah. didn't. I didn't cook it all over the weekend. So I'm like, okay, I'm ready to kind of you know get after this a little bit you know cooked tons of garlic nice. and yeah that's that's a lot of cooking dude and like it's it's tiring because you're on your feet it's a lot of like focus you have to like you know you got to be very organized when you cook totally you can't just be walking in there blind you know i and i also been trying to get better is i'm really bad at like me like i over mise and plus before cooking oh really so like I try like if i want to speed my cooking up i don't need to like cut everything put in the thing sure cut everything put in the thing just do it while it's going. Yeah, yeah, Turn exactly. Things on, take it off the heat if you need to for a second. Throw it back on the heat. Right. I'm good at that when it's just when I'm cooking for like myself and Katie. Right. Once you start throwing in like an extra two people. No, I'm using plasm. Yeah, now, I'm, now I have to because it's the, it's more of the quantity as well, right? Like right, you want it to be really, really good. And you don't want to walk. You're really not going to walk away from it. You don't care if it's like, you know. If also if you're cooking for a couple other people. Right. You also want to be talking at the same time and not just be locked away for an hour and 30 minutes or an hour. Doing your cooking. Exactly. I always feel exactly. like, I smell like, a, like it's a war zone sometimes in that <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I hear you though. The mise en place is huge before like people will come over or whatever. That's that's great. Then you just have to do a couple of things. Right. I love a perfectly clean kitchen. I do too. It's really tough for me to have dishes in the sink now. Well, none of that. Like if my, because I have an electric stovetop. Oh, it's always yeah. buffed down at the end of the night. Like it, it's tough for me when I like there's things in and I, around that area because I feel like I just can't cook. Yeah, you feel like, and you can only focus on how dirty that thing is, or why do I not have this space? This space should be free. Right. Like I need this space right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. But yeah, so I watched um, the Corn Fairy Tour. People who don't know the Corn Fairy Tour is, it's like um, the D League. It's Triple A baseball, but for golf. And Barstool Sports hosted a, a tournament this time. They did the full TV coverage Thursday to Sunday. They had some of their own reporters, like they're, you know, broadcasting. They had on-the-field talent. They had post-round. It was a full-on, just a normal they golf They had the tournament. full production, dude. It was it was uh, unbelievable to see. I, really cool. I, first time Barstool has ever done anything like that. They have hosted other events and other things, and those went well. Um this was the first, I could be wrong, semi-pro event. I mean, they're professional golfers, but they're not, you know, you know, on the PGA Tour. Oh, they're they're making money. They're making money, so they're professional golfers. They're making they're making good money. So I guess semi-pro, I guess wasn't right. But yeah, professional yeah, yeah. Golfers for sure. I didn't mean like that. Your your term was wrong, but like it is. It's I don't know. It's just that division just below the PGA Tour. But these guys are balling. I will say it's probably the one event. I, I've never seen anything like this before. I've never seen 
you know, an Instagram page, you know, like this company, it, it is a company now, but foreplay and Barstool was like, you know, it's just crazy how they were running it, how they got that gig. And because a, to me, it's like a perfect fit. Yeah, it's great. Like I, I really think, yes, it'd be cool if Barstool Golf hosts a PGA Tour event, like maybe a Pro-Am, who knows, down the line so far in the future, you know. But right now, the Corn Ferry Tour, I feel like it's a perfect place for them. There's almost no coverage on it already. Barstool is great at making you fall in love with things and building characters and stuff of that nature. Yeah, and just having a little bit more fun with right. it and as well. It's supposed to be a bit more fun. You know, this is really serious, but at the same time, it brings that like, you know, perfect market for what they could do. Exactly. Because you know that it's not, and it's not, it's not to knock on the corn fairy because these guys can fucking, ball. Can, they can they fucking like, they play. They went like 20-something under. Dude, they can ball out. They are professional golfers making good money. Like they're, they're fine, but it is not the best of the best. There's no, like, to my knowledge, there's not like any majors. I'm sure there's like heightened events and whatever, but it does give that like little bit of an X factor into already good golf and like mm -hmm. up and coming golfers. Right. And like, it really elevates and like lifts, um, the interest and maybe some, and you know, correlates to some viewership. Well, I'm sure. I mean, the corn fairy tour, you know, is really cool the way, you know, First off, they did a spectacular job. Through and through, I thought it was really fun to watch. Yeah, you said you watched um, a lot of it on Sunday? Yeah. Okay. And, I would, uh, and they did a great job with the social media because you kind of had a feeling they you did. knew what was going on. The hype, and the shots, and the reactions from people was all awesome. It felt like you were part of the event without having to fully watch and engage. Yeah. The streams were like three and a half, four hours. So it wasn't like a golf event where you're like, okay, this is... Watching you know, this for like nine hours. Nine and hours. Like, oh, my God. And they... Um, it was a close event. Went playoff holes. I did see that. So that was super cool. Um, everything about it just was really well done. And I think it's a perfect fit. Um, but the cool thing about it is they all play for the uh, top 30 players get their tour cards. So if you're not in the top 30, you don't get your tour card. So not only are you caring about someone winning the event, they also have the storyline of like this guy was 122nd before entering this tournament. If he wins this tournament, he's going to be 32nd place with three or four tournaments a year to go. The and PGA really, Tour card, and it sets it sets him up for the rest of the of the year right. and the following year. And so not only do you care about like oh this tournament was pretty special, now you have you're cheering for people just to make a cut, sure, or like not make a cut, but like make like numbers and do well because finishing in, finishing in a high spot matters a lot mm -hmm. and for like normal pga golf it doesn't you don't get that like well you kind of do though but you're not like the bottom players you're not like cheering for them to keep their card yeah that's true when's the last time you cheer for someone to keep their card uh i would say ricky okay that's true <laughs> but other apart, other apart from that not many. There's very it's few more, players. It's fun to root for the Cinderella story. Oh, it always is, right? Totally. So, like, that. that is... But you were hoping they win it. You're right. not hoping, like, oh, like, you know, um, it, someone got third. Great for him. Like, that's awesome. Good for him. Going to change his life. But mm -hmm. that's, like, the difference of getting third in this tournament means he's going to be a professional call, like... On the PGA right. Tour yeah, next yeah, yeah. year, which is which is dope. It's a it's a really cool storyline to follow. I didn't quite, uh, I didn't know it was actually thirty golfers. It's top thirty golfers get their yeah. tour card. Okay, and we know the best amateur golfer in the world, anywhere, gets the like Scholastic, right sponsorship thing mm -hmm. that the PGA Tour does now. 
Or you automatically get your card. Right. No that, corn ferry. So then does that mean that um, 31 tour cards are handed out every year? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. There's like one like that's crazy. I We had to wait because I think it's only college players who get it, but I think it's the best amateur golfer in the world. Yeah, we have to fact check that. We'll fact check that and be, get back to you. Because I'm not that... <laughs> I'm not and not entirely certain about that. But anyways, it was super fun to watch. I thought it was a great idea. It's just another really cool movement in golf with a lot of like uncertainty and weird news. I'm almost over it on the golf Twitter world, the whole live merger PGA tour. I'm, I'm so done. It's like you're pushing me away from like caring. Like it's even like you gotta like chill. Like everything just needs to stop. Everyone it's just needs to stop a, talking it's about such it. It's such a whining everything. It's just a big tug of war all over the place. And like, it's like you guys are all gonna get paid. If you're in the top right. fifty best players in the world, sixty best players in the world in both leagues, like you're gonna make money. Like sorry I, you didn't accept the Saudi money at first. And I'm sorry that the Saudi league live is gonna be shit. you're gonna be fine. You're gonna you're gonna make a million or thirty million a year. Like you're gonna be okay. Right. Like, um, just go hit some golf balls. <laughs> like, at this part, like, just go enjoy it. And I'm so over the whole, whenever uh, I, I turn on and open up Instagram, it says, I feel like it's a new Phil, Phil Mickelson, like, tweet. And oh, I'm yeah. just like, and I can't do any more of those tweets. Like, I'm just so over it. I'm just done. Yeah. Like, right now for me, like, um, my golf, like, watching and viewing, like, hype is dying. Well, also, I wanted to talk to you about this as well. I feel like we need to have a great FedEx Cup tournament for the PGA Tour. Has to happen. We need something. Because all, all the majors have sucked this year. All of the majors have been extremely boring. Ryder Cup better be good. And we have the Ryder Cup. So at least I got a little bit of hope here. But for the most part, it's been much, much more of a letdown. But maybe because last year I thought was was so great. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, I do think that was a really cool thing for Barstool and Foreplay. I love seeing Frankie and Trent, the two guys that Great. we follow the most on Foreplay, I would say. And we've also talked about their videos and stuff on the pod. They just, they do a really good job. Yeah, it's then, fun. They put whoops on them, so they got to check their heart rate monitors. I saw, I saw that, bro, and Trent, like, clocked, like, a 185, like, right. <laughs> heart rate. And he yeah, says, like, he's just walking. It's, like, three beats per minute, and they all went, like, do yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Wow, man, that's that's a fast heart rate. And so, so and so, kudos to them because they really did do a, a great job of highlighting the funny parts, you know, and how you know, enjoying the experience. And they're geeking out and they're having fun with it. And they're that was the you felt the genuine joy, yes, of them wanting to be there and doing. I it. didn't even watch a single minute of it, but I just watched their Instagram. They multiple times, like on when they were doing the playoff holes, they're all making jokes. Like, there goes my plane, like it's flying overhead for them, uh -huh. and they're just like, "But I couldn't be more happy, like more excited to be there." And you could catch Frankie and Trent like high fiving on the camera behind them. Yeah, so they did a cool, so cool shot. It just was really awesome that they went playoff holes. Um, someone who's never won won it. Couldn't remember the guy's name. Um, they should. They should just Corn Ferry Tour should just hire Barstool. Yeah, they should. Or like a partnership or, or something. something where they could come do like two or three tournaments a year on, on their majors. Yeah. It's just going to grow that brand. It's also setting... There's so many people that are very much into foreplay golf. Like they have a big following. It's just going to bring more... And not of just that, but Barstool. 
Yes, for sure. Right. Like Barstool has a huge following. PGA it's Tour. Just gonna, huge it's just going to bring more people um, and, you know, more of the younger generation into the golf world. Yeah, man. So if they're worried about the golf sports dying, we'll just do that. Right. Just hire Barstool. Just do something different. Like get Bob Does Sports to come announce a couple I, tournaments. I think this is one of their. I think this is one of their moves. I think this is because we talked about this a while back ago. We need to like get a revamp. We need to get some more excitement in the game. And they're talking about making the game more youthful and blah blah blah. And this that's this is a great way to do it. You know, a lot of people and you know, thinking in sports and MLB before they implement rules, they throw them through the farm systems first. And they uh, see how they do, and mm. then they implement the rules. So like the pitch count percentages numbers all proved to be much better and it has been all the rule changes in baseball is like saving baseball it's right night now. and day dude it's so nice. so much better um, yeah but why don't they do that for the pga tour for entertainment why don't they throw people in the corn fairy tour like bob does sports announcing uh barstool golf and they would something. and they would eat that up and they would go all out for it because it's a good look for their company their brand right. and then they see oh they spiked this much viewership we can expect them to do double that on a main event and then have them do for some events that you don't care about, like the John Deere Classic, which would sure. be much more interesting if bar, hosted by Barstool Golf. Right. And then you're like, And you can boom. get them to co-announce. You can watch it on a different channel. It's on their YouTube page. I would love if they had a segment of Bob to Sports or Barstool at the Waste Management Open. Right. That's a match made in get heaven Barstool, right there. Get Barstool, golf, or I would have Bob to Sports on Waste Management. Just just stick them on like the 16th hole. With just, Colton just, Host? Yeah. And, and, just, just, and, just ha- and just have them go crazy. Three, four for, guys just sitting there. Yeah. And just have them go crazy for one hole. And you just have them just on work that streams. one hole. You yeah. can do it on different streams. Like it's not To me, it just seems like a no-brainer. There's a thing in video games. It's called watch parties. Okay. So like Scump, who's a Call of Duty professional right. player, who's right. now retired, can watch the professional live stream, like the professional TV broadcast, and he can show it on his stream, and he, you can watch him watching it. I see. And you can get live commentary. Like he's telling you what he's seeing and how he feels about what's happening. Oh, interesting. And So wait, wait, wait. It's not about... Because sometimes when they're like going and doing these like Twitch streams, obviously like they have like his face is like in the corner. It's also like the Manning cast where they did Manning like money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's kind of like that. Got it. That's really cool. Yeah. And And, I think they should do that for golf. And you're so you're looking at it through a different like obviously Scump was is was regarded like one of the best, if not the best Call of Duty players for all time. Yeah. Yeah. And And it's uh, so sick because he's also really knowledgeable and you want to see what. He might he, find it more interesting than the announcers that game. Right. You know, like, I don't, you know, he brought on, you know, he brings on his old teammates. He's having drinks. So, like, he's that's having really fun. Cool. And they're really into it. Right. their team, you know, or whatever. And um, you can do the same thing where Bob does sports. You can throw them on a random booth somewhere and let them announce. Let them have fun. And you just, yeah, you might not have it on your main channel, but that doesn't, it shouldn't matter because you're just bringing more eyes to the game of golf. Right. To me. But anyways, that's a fun little sub topic we went on there. Yeah, I love that, dude. Um, you, you know, know what? Put, put us on a hole. Yeah. I, we'd, I'd go crazy, bro. Oh, my God. I'd be all day. Yeah. <laughs> we sit there. We come up with the craziest stuff. Like, you like think about people who can fill up five hours, six hours in a day, three hours. Maybe you go up in the last 15 holes or whatever. Easy. And, Easy. Um, put us out with the morning crew. Whatever. I wouldn't even care. Yeah. Just put us out there. It would be all time. And yeah. You guys, if you don't, you know. 
just call us if you guys need us to help you <laughs> at the PGA Tour. But, buddy, I feel like, you know, we had so many topics written down. I think we're just going to save this. Let's jump right into our three words today, buddy. Yeah, we could definitely do that. You know, we just jump I, right into the three worst right here. We don't want to burn through all the topics. I feel like this has been a nice, fun, loving like podcast right conversation now. Conversation. Yeah, it's been great. It's and been I don't great. Think we need to talk about the other things right now. But now looking ahead, though, we can we can cue this one up here for the three worst, and we're kind of we're thinking ahead on this one a little bit, and right. it's it's going to be the three worst things about an airplane, not just an airport, right. solely the airplane, like. From boarding, actually, and then, you know, exiting the airplane. So it has nothing to do with the luggage, really, like outside the plane. Right. Nothing to do with the airport. And the one thing that we both agreed upon, and we, you know, it was really cute. We, like, said, one, two, three, what's your, like, most obvious thing? And we turned to each other and was like, leg room. We say, okay, perfect. Right. Like, that's the comfortability. We can't, we can't have that in our ones here. So, right. um, buddy, why don't you take us away here for your three worst um, uh, things about an airplane? Um, number three for me um, is on the list because I just know how bad it is, and it's only if I really have to do it, which is the bathroom. Yeah. Bathroom is... Um, I thought about that one. It's not on my list. Yeah, I don't blame you. I have one written down, and I don't really love it. So I got rid of it and I went with bathroom instead. Okay. Okay. Um, I did a little last minute call and I'm happy with that because the bathroom has saved me once or twice before. For sure. Like it's been too hot in the plane. I'm on, a, on an awful flight from Rome to, you know, or not from Rome, from America to Rome. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the flight was the day before and the airline went under. And you're, oh God, dude. And you're yeah. flying like Ryanair, fucking Spirit or whatever. Aeritalia. Yeah, you know, like what is going on? Right. <laughs> it was just so tough. I will my have, wife to, is I will have to say one of the better things about commercial flying is you go you go with Southwest and yeah, you might get some like pretty subpar service and whatnot here or there. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know what you're gonna get. You know, yeah, like the these shitty flights that just crank them out all day long, at least you know you're gonna get on the flight for the most part. And like you have a ninety eight percent chance of like getting your luggage. Right. And these <laughs> That's and you, pretty those good are the odds. odds you're gonna take. I mean, you get on a Delta flight, American Airlines right now, like those things are struggling. Are they? Yeah. Oh, really? Like Air Canada is like behind. I heard awful things about all these types of, you know, travel airports. I'm looking at, I'm looking at two that are in the price range and it's always Southwest and always American. Southwest and Spirit. Uh, American if I have to. I American's tough. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. The pricing's nice though. And I feel like that's I have, why they're tough. I have I've ha- I haven't had any like yeah mess ups though. Maybe some international travel okay. going on. I hear some I hear some things. Okay, gotcha. But anyways, no uh bad bathrooms. Yeah. I've thrown up in the bathroom before after yeah. Vegas, hungover. Saved you. Tough. But tough luck. <laughs> you're that guy throwing yeah. up in the bathroom. On a flight to Vegas. Wait, I had you to, threw up on your... Was that was this back from the bachelor party? No, this was uh, back from the last time I was in Vegas. Oh, God. It was uh, partying with Phil and Matt. And you come back guys. ruined. I do. It's <laughs> <laughs> There's no restraint to your game out in Vegas. It is balls to the wall, bro. I don't know why, <laughs> why this happens. It's so bad because my wife's like, please don't come home sick. Please don't come home injured. Like, just come home. And I've had to, like, turn... Like the switch around, like I'm not gonna be able to come to Vegas because I'm coming back torn meniscus, 
throwing up on planes, yeah, yeah, hung over for days. Like it needs to chill out because for whatever reason. It, it's shocking too, because I think you've been 30 for the last five years mentally. I and then you get there. to and then you get to Vegas and it's just it's it's free game and it's going wild and we're taking and we're ripping shots out of handles and like oh yeah it's not it's it's 20 drinks a night like it's it's <laughs> tough I don't know what happens to me out there it's it, a stimulation it's, you're like I'm not feeling these drinks and you're just throwing those things back yeah and but then, like I'm never like um throwing up from no no like never one time from hangover you've only thrown time. up once and so like it never gets out of control but it's always it's to that edge you know and, it, and it's going for like six to eight hours you know and oh, it's yeah. like not redlining just it yeah not just <laughs> that's a great term you're redlining that yeah exactly I, I, it's I'm drinking a lot I'm hungover don't get me wrong but there is yeah. something about the stimulation for me where also like I know I can walk back to my hotel no matter what I think that's right. what does it for me. Like, I know how I can get home. Right. And that makes it easier for me. Totally. I'm like, oh, I'm only like a 20-minute walk. And you're like, no big deal. I need to walk this thing off anyways. Right. Because <laughs> I can't walk straight. Anyways, number two for me. Um, something flights have stopped doing, which is like no food. No food on okay. like East Coast to West Coast flights. Not even like... Not even really snacks, like peanuts yeah, and pretzels. That always kind of makes it, because I would love a ginger ale and like peanuts or pretzels. And like, boom, that's... But I need something more for eight or nine hours. I need some... some, some You got to throw something at me. Maybe yeah. a sandwich. That's where I always... I'll do my homework and I'll actually go and get like a sandwich. I'll eat half and then I'll keep the other half and I'll eat it like three or four hours in. That's great. Good moves. But I just... I assume there might be something on the plane for me. Yeah, you would hope so. So yeah, no food. I like that. That's tough. Number one for me would be uh, no in-flight entertainment. Oh, that's such a good one. So if I'm in a such flight a good one. that's longer than like two hours and there's nothing for me to watch on your little monitor, because normally I download videos and shows on Netflix yeah. and I just do that. But let's just say I'm not feeling something I downloaded and I want I need to have the option. There's TV sometimes on there. So on a huge fly home on Sunday, you can watch golf. And I've that yeah, that's huge. That's so nice. Right. That's big time. Right. Because <laughs> you're not everything. gonna be doing anything anyways. You're like, I'm just flying and now I'm just watching TV. This is fantastic. That's everything. Yeah, that's such a big call out. And I feel like why does it feel like airplanes are now becoming less and less technology forward? Is that just is that just me? Yeah, we're regressing as an I felt like every flight I went on, there was always, always, always a TV, and now I'm like getting it half the time. Big TVs on like the front of the, on the front of the plane that everyone used to be able to watch yeah, together. I think those. I think that's when you're going to Hawaii. Oh, I think I think that's the. Hawaii I only remember situation. like one or two of those. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, and those are like, whoa, this is nice. Yeah. Like this is insane. Yeah, I, I haven't been on the. I the my flights I've done to from the California to the New York have all been just treacherous travel. Really? Just, I'm always coming back sick from the flight, all that stuff. So, you know how that is. Yeah. I don't know. I love that list, though, dude. I really do. That's a, that's a rock solid list. I don't, we don't have, I would love we to don't have a single thing. That's great. Give me your number three here. Wow. Buddy. Okay. Let's, here. let's, let's, let's get this thing going. And, um, yeah, here we go. Number three. Um, I've got, I've got something. This is more of just a personal, just annoying situation. And when it, when it happens to you, it's obvious. It's just a bad time mm. and you can't shake it. You can't really say anything. And it is when you got a kid or a baby around you. Yeah, it's tough. And like to a certain extent, I can always block it out always. 
but it's when it's like a five or six hour flight and they get a little, it's like, it, it has nothing to do with them. I would, I'm starting to lose my mind too. And I'm a grown, what I'd like to think it would be. A, I'm a grown ass man. Hey, you know what? I don't, right? you know, we got to stop apologizing. It's annoying. It is. It's, it's annoying sorry. and I'm losing my mind, but like, they're like, I get it. it's hard for you too. I can only imagine what you're going through. Like, God bless your soul. You're doing this, but it's annoying. It's yeah. Like other people's dogs, your dog, nothing wrong. It's your dog. You love your dog. Other people's dogs are annoying. Sure. And like, it's one of those things where if I got a kid kicking the back of my seat, oh, I've yeah. actually gone and grabbed uh, like a kid's leg before. I don't know who it was. <laughs> I flipped the switch and lost it and like just kind of grabbed him. Just like that was it. Just like a little like, yo, dude, stop. And he stopped. <laughs> and he stopped. Thank God. Because the mom and dad didn't step in? No. I mean, I think they were like over there somewhere else, dude. Like they were, you know, letting the kids kind of have a ball. <laughs> yeah, you and I'm just getting rained to terror on and just he's the dude's cricket like a fucking drum set, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just flipped out and I lost it. So it doesn't happen often. You, you had to check you like you. You uh, big dick the kid behind you. Yeah, I mean it's, it's not it's not something I'm proud of, but it had to be done. I broke a kid. <laughs> I broke a kid's seat one time <laughs> in, a, in an international flight back to Rome. Madison um, gets behind this kid, and this kid's already like throwing his seat back. Right. I look at Madison. I'm like, I need you not to do that. And yeah. I, and I we switch, and I get behind the kid. And I just I just end up putting my knees in the back of the chair and I'm like he there's no way he's coming back on me on right this. yeah he tries the first <laughs> yeah. time and the seat just like locks and stops in place and he couldn't even move it it was literally sitting like this a little bit <laughs> I like snapped it like into place I'm like there's no chance that's this kid's so back on me so good that is my um, that was gonna be my honorable mention actually is like my I get into my seat and I go in straight defense mode immediately. That is my yeah. first move. Armrest mine. It's armrest and it's it's well, I don't really care too much about the armrest because I'll actually pick window yeah. more times than not. But I will firmly cement my knees on their chair because there's no chance in hell that you're backing up even an inch right now. I can't do it. I can't afford an inch. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, if I give that away, if I give them an inch, they're going to take a fucking mile, dude. Yeah, and I cannot can't let, let, let do them do that. So that's kind of like my honorable mention when someone is like already getting in there and just like rocking the seat back. Yeah, it's like, dude, tell you to dude, sit up right before we even get going. Dude, come on. Like <laughs> seat in your upright position, sir, please. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's so number three. Yeah, baby crime, but it's really when like there's a kid kicking the seat. That to me is just Love it. over the top. So annoying kids on planes. Yeah, that's my number three here. Um, number two, actually, and it ha it's happened to me a, a little bit more recently, actually, but it's just the lack of airflow sometimes. Yeah, why crank this AC? Like, why is hot air coming out of the AC right now? <laughs> why do why I feel like a sardine? I'm also someone that runs notoriously cold. Right. And like, if you're in this position, you're you're going to be hanging out with the stewardess the whole time. I, I had to go run to the bathroom. I hid in the bathroom. Like, it was cold in the bathroom. Yeah. I, mean, I don't blame you. So that's my number two. Crank this. Crank the AC. Please. If I'm me sitting in here dying... Why we're not going anywhere, dude? And you're like you're hot, and then like obviously, like dude, I feel like it's always comes down to a junk situation as well. Totally. And the junk is just out of it's it's hot, and it's just it's just you're doing it's it like no favors, right? Exactly, and you can't spread out, and it's just you're locked in. I just I abuse my poor wife. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll do the whole oh. thing where actually I'll put my leg maybe on top of the other person's leg for at, at oh, times. Really? Yeah, that's a good move. Put the armrest up. Uh-huh. And then you got like someone sitting right next to you. It's Madison. You put your leg right there. I don't think I'm that mobile, dude. And also my legs. No, 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 no. If I'm that mobile, you got a little more hip, hip mobility than I do. Okay, you're right. I can pick it up, but my leg is heavy. Put that button yeah. on it. You're not, you're not talking for an hour because you're not sitting very comfortably, mm-hmm. but it's more so just a, it's a slight, yeah, it's a slight position change. It's kind yeah. of nice. Too. You guys it's ever good. play in the movie at the same time? Yeah, of course. You guys watch the same movie at the of same course. time? Of course. I mean, it's actually, we actually don't fly often we, yeah, with one another. Don't really either. And when we did, it was around in Europe, so the flights were only an hour. Right. So honestly, we haven't really even flown that much together. Yeah, just small trips. So um, that's in my number two, two is just lack of airflow. It's got to be better. And if it's not there, what are we doing? Um, my my least favorite thing, most hated thing is there's nothing worse when you're getting on a plane. And let's say it's a it's it's not just your hour like you know your hour long flight to Vegas you're flying like a decent three four five six hours and you get the way 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 over the top way over the top friendly neighbor oh yeah. it is out of control that is I cannot stand it yeah we got one uh Chris and I on the way from Arizona back to California. Thank God you guys did. I like. I probably would have told the dude to shut up if, or the gal to shut up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any restraint for that. And like, quite frankly, I'll just they're talking to me, and I will put my headphones in. Right. Like, this isn't chatty time, buddy. No. Like, I'm, hey, how you doing? And also, like, I'll just be like, yo, dude, I just came home. It's my bachelor party. Like, I just come coming home. And I'm really hungover and banged up right now. Like, just, I, I just don't even talk to me. Yeah. Please leave me alone. Yeah, and I'll I'll end it right there. You know, like I have no shame in doing that. I'll That's let them. Awesome. We'll, we'll go for five minutes. Right. Great. You got kids. Whatever. Where are you from? Awesome. You going to? You going from? All right. Great. That's it. Right. That's all I got. Then you're if, back into whatever you're doing. Yeah, and I'm, that it's usually you know listening to a podcast, closing my eyes, and trying to fall asleep. And yeah, just, which just, is great. And this get get this thing over with. Right. Love it. That's my list there, dude. Great list, buddy. Um, wow, that was a, that was a banger of a topic right there. That was a good one. Good three I, I words. Think we broke, got into that pretty nicely. You got anything for the people here, bud? Um, yeah, one little small quick update here. It's just, it's just they got to do something about F one right now. Not very fun. Not fun at all. Max yeah. Verstappen is just absolutely going to town and just clean sweeping every single weekend. I don't know what they need to do, but Max Verstappen has got his foot in everyone's ass right now. <laughs> I mean, he won by like 15 seconds, which might as well be like a country-ass mile, dude. Like, yeah, might, you can like stop, have a pit, two pit stops and get Dude, going. he like thought, they actually thought about going for like the fastest lap and like pitting. He was like almost like a lap ahead of people. He was like, whatever, like 22 seconds or something like that. And it would have been like a three second margin of victory if everything goes to plan. But like, you know, you never know if like a gun breaks, whatever. But right. my point is, is that he's won eight consecutive races in a row. It's like 11 of the last 12 for like Red Bull. And it is just ridiculous what he's doing. Just lapping the field. It's nuts. That they got to do something uh... about it. Pretty I'm, crazy. I'm, you know, it's a testament to how good he is. I'm sure we're going to look back on it. 
But to me, it's just a casual watcher. I don't want to watch someone dom- dominate around the racetrack. I want to watch racing. So got you. That's just what I got for the people. It. Love it. We're gonna have to maybe get a little update on that. Um, you know, shout out Madison, Jake, Devin for all your guys' help on all of what you guys do for the us. Crew. Just a reminder: like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, baby. We're not going anywhere, and we're in the cabbage. And just a reminder: keep swinging.